company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hi, what's up, everybody? It is Casey Gisclair here coming to you live on this Thursday. Man, this week has absolutely flown by. Usually the week's kind of drag. Not this one. This week has flown by. We're all ready to Thursday. It's play-by-play. We're sponsored by Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. And then finally, the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo, supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. This year's rodeo will be held July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the beautiful Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Inshore and offshore fishing categories, a kid's zone for kid and with or a kid's zone for kids rather, and with the purchase of a child ticket, your child is eligible to join the free life jacket for life program. Tons of music, tons of food, entertainment, cornhole tournament on Friday, and for more information, visit BlueBootRodeo.com. So, <clears throat> we've got high school baseball tonight. So fired up for this. Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors. Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System. So let's kind of lay the groundwork and set the stage for what today's show is going to look like. And let me see here. I know what two coaches I got. I don't remember the order. In 10 minutes, Chad Menard will be joining us at 11.45 to talk some Vanderbilt Catholic baseball. And then at uh, 12.15, we're going to have G. Cassard of Ascension Catholic. That's two high rollers. That's two dudes that are going to be like contending for state championships, one in Division II the other in division four um tonight we've got high school baseball yesterday there was some good high school baseball in the area so let's tell you about what happened oh central lafouche jumped up and bit another one the trojans in 5a got a nine to six win over thibodeau high school i can't say enough about the job that coach plitt has done with the central lafouche trojans in the beginning of the season that team was young that team was struggling they were not winning games they were getting run-ruled in a lot of games or getting beat decisively in a lot of games. They head into district, and they finish the district slate with a 5-7 and seven record. That's good work in our local 5A district. That's very good work. It's not going to be a playoff year. It's not going to be a year where you know they're going to win the state championship, whatever it may be. But it's going to be a year where the Trojans are going to take some momentum into the offseason and get themselves ready for next year. And that's really all you could ask for, man. Had a young crew. And they took care of business late in the season, got better, made progress, and now they're going to be in a good spot heading into Swampland and heading into next year. Our local 5A district crowned its champion yesterday. It was a showdown matchup between Destrahan and Hanville, and it's Destrahan who gets the victory, a 5-3 win. So the Wildcats will win our local 5A district. They're 9-2 and overall. They win it outright. Uh, Hanville had a chance to earn a share, but Destrahan wins it outright, beating Hanville 5-3. to and now Hanville's got a very dicey playoff situation, which we'll tell you about in just a second. H.L. Bourgeois beats Terrebonne 5-3. The Braves stay hot. The Braves started district play poorly, right? Remember that? They started district play poorly. They've since gotten red hot. That's a 21-win team 
they're comfortably in the 5A playoffs, and they're in a position to go make a little noise once they get in because they could swing it. You know, they've got a lot of things going for them. That's a good team, and that's a team that's heading into the postseason with some momentum. In 4A, we did not have a single local score. In 3A, let's see, did we have any local games? St. James and West Jefferson was canceled. Lutcher falls 3-0 to Dunham. South Lafouche will be happy because De La Salle got a win over Kenner Discovery Health Sciences 3-2, so that's a power point for them. In 2A, Homa Christian was off. Um, let's see, so we go to 1A. Maybe the game of the day. Uh, Covenant Christian gets a win over Vermilion Catholic. Remember, we had Joe Tuto on yesterday. And he was talking about how big of a game that was and how, you know, there were such big district championship implications and this, that, and the other. CCA gets the win 5-4. to four. Connor Mathern, local guy, walk-off home run. I was actually hanging out um, at Connor's house yesterday. He was letting off a shirt delivery to, to his parents, and he was resting. It was about 01, 1.30. <clears throat> he was resting, getting a little, uh, a little shut-eye before the game. His mom said, hey, man, Connor's ready to go. Sure enough, he gets a walk-off home run for CCA, who beats Vermilion Catholic 5-4. Central Catholic of Morgan City beats St. John 4-3. Big win for both of those teams. Both of those teams needed to get one, uh, get a little momentum going into the postseason. They both get big wins today. Now our local scoreboard today, we're the 21st. We've got, uh, let's see, three more regular season playing dates in the high school schedule. In 5A, it's going to probably be light because we had a bunch of district games. Yeah, 5A is actually bare. There are no local 5A games. 4A is where the meat is still on the stake. You got Ellender taking on South Terrebonne, Assumption taking on South Lafouche, Vanderbilt taking on Morgan City. Those are all district matchups. They're, that district schedule will be closed today. In 3, excuse me, in 3A, you got EDY taking on St. James. Berwick is off today. You got Lutcher playing two with Patterson. And that'll round up our local 3A scoreboard. Homa Christian today in 2A will be taking on Thomas Jefferson. So that'll be a, uh, a big matchup there for Homa Christian to try to earn some power points before postseason. Then we get into 1A Central Catholic playing Iowa and CCA taking on Hanson Memorial. So we've got a loaded slate. Oh, actually Ascension Catholic taking on Ascension Christian today as well. So a loaded slate of games today, and we look forward to seeing how all those games shake themselves out. Now... As I told you, we're going to go over the power rating numbers here on play-by-play every single day this week, and it's you know not because of any other reason than you know these numbers are fluctuating and people are asking and wanting to know, hey, where's my team? You know, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they in? Are they out? Will they be home? Will they be away? We've got some of those answers for you. And five A Destrahan, after beating Hanville yesterday, has risen to number seventeen in the power ratings. They are just a smidge behind number 16. There's a realistic shot that Destrahan gets into the top 16 and will actually be home in the opening round. <laughs> HL Bourgeois number 22. They're going to be on the road in the opening round, but they can maybe move up to 21st depending on how some of the schedule points and everything shake out. Uh, at the bottom is where it gets dicey. Hanville was 33rd yesterday. After losing to Destrahan, they're now 35th. Hanville's likely not going to get into the playoffs. Um, Hanville's going to have to have some crazy things happen coming home to find a way to get in. Let me see if Hanville plays another game coming home because they, they, they really desperately need to play another game, and they don't. So it's going to be tough for Hanville to get in. They're three-tenths of a point away from 32. You could overcome that if you'd like, let's say, beat a 20-win team on Saturday, but they don't have another game. So it looks like they may be on the outside looking in. 
Terrebonne is going to be on the outside looking in. They're 37th. They're a whole two power points away from 32. They're not getting in. Thibodeau's not getting in at 40. Central Lafouche, 43, not getting in. And East St. John is 51. So <laughs> it looks like it's going to be Destrehan and H.L. Bourgeois representing our area in our local 5A district. In 4A, <clears throat> we've got things that are happening. These numbers change like every time they're updated <laughs> over in 4A. North Vermilion is currently number one. Assumption is number five. Assumption dropped from number four to number five after losing to South Lafouche on Tuesday. South Lafouche is now number seven. I don't know that the Tarpons could rise any higher than number seven, but if they lose today and tomorrow both against Berwick and Assumption, they could certainly drop down to number eight because Tioga's close enough to them that they could close that gap. So the Tarpons still do have some things to play for coming home, um, but I don't know that they're going to actually be able to rise a whole lot coming home in the final days of the regular season. South Terrebonne is number 16 in the power rating numbers. It feels like that's where they've been for the last month. Um, Ellender's 24th, so they're going to be comfortably in. Then you got Morgan City, who actually rose up to 30th. They're going to be comfortably in. So let's, just for peace of mind, these things are going to change, just because I'm curious. In the opening round, if the playoffs started today, number five, Assumption, would be playing number 28, Beauchamp. Number seven, South Lafouche, would be playing number 26, Leesville. Number 16, South Terrebonne, would be playing number 17, Plaquemine. That'd be a tough draw. Plaquemine's pretty good. <laughs> Ellender, number 24, would be playing number nine, Franklinton. And number 30, Morgan City, would be playing number three, North DeSoto. So just for perspective and just to kind of <clears throat> see and piece together what it would look like if, big if, the playoffs started today. Division two, not a whole lot of movement in Division two, except for Edie White, who's actually kind of come on a little bit. Vanderbilt's number three. They've been there for a little while now. It looks like they're going to stay at number three. They've got a large gap to climb to get to number two. They've got a long way to drop to get to number four. So it looks like Vanderbilt's going to get into the playoffs as the number three seed. Edie White is now number seven. They've risen to number seven in recent days. They're 16 and 14 on the season. So let's do some math in that bracket. If the opening round were being played today, Vanderbilt at number three would be hosting Liberty in a in a three versus fourteen matchup. Liberty sixteen and eleven on the season. If the opening round started today, E. D. White number seven seed would be taking on number ten De La Salle. So just again, just kind of piecing it together, trying to figure out how this thing's going to shake itself out. In Division three, Homer Christians number twelve with a thirteen six and one record. Uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be a matter of where they're going to be seated. And then Division Four, Coach Joe Tuton said, hey, man, we want to get as high of a seat as we can. They got a big win yesterday. They're number six right now. They're nipping at the heels of number five, Calvary Baptist. If they could beat Hanson Memorial today and get 30 points, eh, I don't know if it's going to really do a whole lot for them. Um, it was their power rating number currently is 31.5, so they, they would need some schedule help as well. Uh, but CCA is currently number six. Central Catholic of Morgan City is number 13. If the playoffs started today there, CCA is number six. And they'd be playing, guess who? Vermilion Catholic, the team that they beat yesterday via <laughs> walk-off. And from what I understand, those two teams actually played one another in the postseason last year as well. So, man, we've got a lot of things moving and shaking. We've got a lot of different numbers to break down and study and some big-time matchups and some big-time games that are going to be played in the next so 24 to 72 hours as we wrap up the high school baseball season it's the most wonderful time of the year if you're a high school baseball fan 
One quick thing, and then we'll catch a commercial break. Man, go find us on Facebook. Search KLEB Radio 1600 on Facebook. We uploaded, and I don't mean to pat myself on the back here, but we uploaded um, the video of the last out of the South Lafouche game against Assumption where they won the district championship. And behind that video is the audio of our radio call. I've been told so many times by parents and whoever it may be, like, Man, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So if you want to hear A, me get excited, and B, have a little keepsake, go to our, our Facebook page and you can see that video. Uh, and, and it'll be something that Tarpon fans will certainly be able to cherish. Let's catch a break when we get back. Chad Menard of Vanderbilt Catholic. The Terriers are the number three team in the state in Division Two. They've got a great shot to win it all. We'll talk to Coach Menard out of this break. It's play-by-play on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLEB. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Coach Chad Menard with Vanderbilt Catholic Baseball. Coach Menard, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Doing well. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you on. You guys are in a good spot. We were just talking about that in the last segment of the show. Currently seated number three if the playoffs were to start today in Division Two, And you've won a couple ball games in a row. You beat Destrehan 10-3 and then beat Morgan City 22-0. to um, Coach, talk about the way you guys are performing here in the final stretch run of the regular season. You know, uh, I believe the last time we talked, we had South Lafouche coming in and, you know, just talk about keys and, and, and uh, I guess the same thing how they're performing is we, we wanted to get back to consistent, like consistency. And um, so, you know, we bounced back. Uh, we, we had a bump in the road. South of Foos, a really good team, came in and, you know, 
took it to us for a couple. So uh, that after you have an experience in the, in that regard, you know you can you can really hit a slide. But our, our guys have to be, you know, I got to commend them for for bouncing back from that and, and, and beating a good Destrehan team, and then um, you know having a good game against Morgan City as, as we hit the home stretch here last couple of days of the regular season. So. So how they're playing, you know, it, it was a good refocus time. I think they, they're really refocused and, and having a break for Easter, you know, what a special time of the year, what, what you know, just having, uh, you know, remembering the time that, you know, Jesus died for us and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and just a reset and just a refocus of the mind, you know, got us just back on track. And I, and I think our, our guys are poised for, for a run in the playoffs. Coach, you got a that rare performance the other day on the mound where Ogo gives you a perfect game, man. I know it was only five innings, but heck, that doesn't matter to me. That was still anytime you could do that. That's great to see. And look, more important than the performance on the field, I, I know Caleb. You know he's from around these parts. He's a great kid. Uh, comes from a great family. I know you got you guys are very blessed to have him. Oh, uh, I agree with everything. Um, the, the family's awesome. He's going to be missed. Uh, uh, what a competitor. Caleb Ogale's a tremendous competitor, and he kind of, you know, sets the tone for us, and he did a great job on the mound for us. And I will, I will say, you know, this is my 22nd year of coaching, and it's rare to, even in a five inning, like you you said, even in five innings to have a perfect game is very rare. So that that was a pretty special moment. I was proud of him and the team, and. You know, he. I think half the outs were strikeouts, but the other half, you know, our infielders made some, made some good plays. And something you may not know is they didn't hit the ball out of the infield. Wow. You know, so he he, he was on. He had a great day for us, which goes back to the point in in the previous question. You know, I think our guys are poised and ready to make a run. You know, one thing that that I want to commend you guys on, and we called both of the South Lafouche games on the radio, is that man, you guys. No matter what the score says, like you guys just keep fighting. Like the the game on the Saturday, it's your place. The Tarpons had a big lead, and then you guys kind of made it interesting in the seventh. And then you know on the Tuesday game, they get a little bit of a lead, and you guys were hitting balls hard. And then you put in Ogel to pitch, and he's getting outs, and you know just throwing BBs out there. Like you guys have that spirit about you of hey, we're gonna play the full seven. We're not gonna get too high. We're not gonna get too low. And I just thought that was really neat to see is that you guys just keep that even keel. It, I, I called it on the radio. It's, it's that championship mentality that you guys have. Well, I appreciate it. That's a big compliment, man. I appreciate you saying that. And, and it, it, it is our guys throughout the season. That, that's kind of a microcosm of, of, of how our team is throughout the year. You know, we may be on a streak, but we, we play the same way or, or they play the same way. We just try to keep them in that same mindset. And um, you and I have talked uh, a few times about, you know, regardless of the day or the team or the opponent or whatever, it's about consistently doing the right things over and over and over and over again. So I, I appreciate you saying that because that is a goal we have, and they're absolutely, you know, doing it. And that, that, that goes to show the bounce back that I talked about. So, you know, one day doesn't define a season. You know, you tip your cap or, um, when, when somebody uh, gets more – more runs than you that day, but, you know, at the same time, you know, you respect the opponents when you're able to beat them, and you just – what's important now, we talk about the acronym of, of win in the day, and win for us stands for what's important now. And um, the most important game is the next one. The most important thing you got going on is what's going on right now in front of you. So, 
these guys really buy into that and buy into one another. So that they believe in one another regardless. You know, the beauty of baseball is there's no clock. You know, you got 21 outs, and you want to use them all, you know. So it's a great group, man. It's a great group. We're going to honor our seniors tonight. We've got 10 seniors. Special, special group. Uh, stayed together. Uh, love one another and, and love the, the Terrier baseball program. And tremendous families. You know, we, we mentioned the Ogale family, but, you know, that's, it's 10 of them that are tight-knit, that, that travel, that, that root for one another and it's it's um you know special things are coming regardless if there's a championship trophy at the end i know all these guys the the 10 seniors plus you know everybody on the rosters are champions in life just great great young men yeah coach look man um I've often asked by, you know, or, or told rather by coaches in the select school side of things, is like, hey, look, man, you know, we end our regular season, then there's a lengthy break before we're playing again. And then several coaches have told me that, you know, it's a challenge because, you know, you want to go hard in practice, but you don't want to go too hard. But it's kind of a balancing act of how to stay sharp and stay ready to go for postseason baseball. How are you guys going to approach that next week? Uh, attacking each day. You know, <clears throat> Part of the reset that we have and the refocus is to to really, you know, uh, yes, you have to be careful, but uh, it, it's a it's a fine line between between you know relaxing and being careful, and we want to make sure we say we keep our foot on the gas pedal. So uh, how we're going to approach this is we're going to put our foot to the gas pedal and we're going to go full speed ahead. So, you know, if something happens, it happens. But we want to make sure we're ready and we're in, in, in full 100% effort going through the playoffs and leave no regrets and, and no chances. Like, So we plan on getting after it. I mean, we've had some great practices recently. And, and um, you know, we don't always have that with, with, with multiple sub-varsity teams. You know, field availability is an is a, um, a obstacle we face. But sub-varsity is kind of winding down. And we're having a more field availability, and we're getting to practice. And I, I think it's, it's going to help us to be able to hit on the field and, and go over some some details. You know, the difference is in the details a lot of times, and just to be able to refocus on on bunt coverages and first and third defenses and offensive bunting and, and just base running and and the other intangible things that may get overlooked until you know you do them wrong. We want to make sure we're prepared, and, and so we're going to tackle all those things and. And see what happens. Very good. Coach, you said this a minute ago. It's going to be your senior night. you got 10 of them. Uh, the thing that's so unique about the senior classes really are around the area this year is that like these kids have never really had like a normal year, be it COVID, be it you know their season getting postponed or not postponed, canceled a couple years ago, um, you know, be it now recovering from the storm. It's like these these young men and young women in, in the women's sports around the area, class of 22, had to deal with a lot, and I know that you guys have been through some some stuff together, and it's going to be a special group for you forever, I'm sure. Yes, you, you know, uh, athletics and well, fair or not, you know, athletics and and just the young people in general have had a lot of adversity to overcome. Which I think, you know, as we go through the future, we'll, we'll see, you know, the perseverance of these young people and what they've had to experience. I think it's going to help them in the long run because. You know, life is hard. Life is hard. Things happen. Bad things happen to good people. 
but you, you know you hate it but you know good things happen and all these things happen but what defines greatness what defines success is not what happens to you it's how you respond to it and, and these young people right now that are graduating today and have gone through this covid you know i have children that are high school age and such that that have gone through this i had a senior that missed his 2020 you know high school baseball season and all that kind of stuff but those things you know they're disappointing but they they create strength because going through adversity and understanding that and bouncing back and all those things make you tougher and they make you you know, when, when life comes at you and, and it's not fair or, you know, things don't go your way, you understand that it's not the end of the world. You understand that, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow and that you can continue to grind it out and better days are coming. And, you know, even though it's a, it's a tough hand to be dealt, but in the long run, I think it's going to make these young people stronger. Yeah, it's very well said. Coach, before we let you go, you got a ball game today. What's the pitching plan, man? Who's getting the ball today? Well, not only a pitching plan, we, we plan to get all 10 seniors in there, but Mikey awesome. Rodriguez is going to be on the bump, and then we're we going to figure out we got all 10 of on the on the field. And, you know, this is another first for me. You know, you, you've been around the game long enough, everything kind of, <laughs> you know, you always have something new. But we're going to have 10 seniors starting. Rodriguez is going to start on the mound, and we got everybody available except for O'Gale. And um, you know we expect a good ball game, good ball game. We expect a good crowd and, and beautiful weather, and we're gonna enjoy the experience. Beautiful. Look, my man. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll chat again before the playoffs start. Okay. All right, Casey. Take care, man. Yep. That is Coach Chapman with Vanderbilt Catholic doing an excellent job. His team is in prime position, and I, I truly believe this. And you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know the way that I'm thinking about this is warped, and maybe you know. <clears throat> these folks who know more about this stuff than me could, could educate me on this, but I, I truly believe that losing the game to the games to South Lafouche may end up being somewhat of a blessing in disguise for Vanderbilt. <clears throat> Just in that, you know, they were on cloud nine, they were riding high, they had won a bunch of games in a row, they had beaten South Terrible, they had beaten Assumption, and then you kind of taste your own blood, and then you have to go back to the drawing board and kind of refocus. And we talked about this on the show several times now, is that while, yes, it's awesome to win your district championship, there's no doubt about that, and we certainly don't mean to diminish what the Tarpons did because we're so proud of them, and we hope that they, too, win the, the state championship. Last year, South Terrebonne was the team in our local 4A district who made it to Sulphur. And guess what? They didn't win the district championship. So sometimes... It's better to kind of get put on the mat before the playoffs, because you could get up, dust yourself off, polish everything up that needs to be polished, and then you could be ready to go for when the games matter the most. So I kind of think that losing those games to South Lafouche could be maybe a little bit of a help to them. A little bit of a help to them when we get into the playoffs is that they'll be recharged, refocused, and have a renewed energy and a renewed spirit and we've seen it since that game. They battled back and beat Destrehan, and they also have you know put it on Morgan City pretty good a couple nights ago. And we suspect that they'll end the regular season strong and carry some momentum heading into the postseason. It's play by play. Let's catch a break when we get back. Oh yeah, yeah. There were a whole lot of big NBA playoff results yesterday. We'll talk about that, and then we'll preview the matchups from tonight. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. All right, it's play-by-play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. We've got G. Kassard, who will be coming in the next segment of the show here on KLEB. Um, Let's see, we've also got... um, Let's see here, just got a note. Okay, never mind, that's not pertaining to this, my bad. I thought it was something that was for play-by-play, sorry about that. We've also got the Zurich Classic of New Orleans that is is ongoing here uh, beginning today. And we've got Lipsky and Ray. I don't know who either of those guys are who are in the lead uh, at 11 under par. McSmith and or uh, Nismith and Moore at 9 under par. So a lot of the no-names are currently in the lead. Let's tell you how some of the guys that you guys are going to know about are doing. Danny Willard and Tyrell Hatton are 7 under. Ian Poulter and Shane Lowry 7 under. Um, let's see. Morikawa and Hovland, they're one of the big premier teams. They're six under par. So the scoring is good. The conditions are right. Leishman and Cam Smith, that's another one that you guys would be interested in. They're five under par. So the scoring is good. Uh, players are making a lot of birdies over at TPC of Louisiana. And, excuse me, we'll be keeping tabs on that throughout the rest of the week. Now, as we promised you, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. A um, bunch of games yesterday, and they were all um, very interesting in their own way. Let's start with, um, let's see which one we're going to start with. Which one do I feel like talking about most? Let's get over, let's get it right out of the way. Let's talk about Boston and, and, and Brooklyn first. Everybody was, you know, saying, oh, you know, game one was just kind of a, fl- a fluke. You know, Kyrie and, and Durant are going to battle back, and, you know, the Nets are going to be okay, and, you know, they've got too much talent to not be okay, and all the different nonsense that you heard. I don't know that the Nets are okay, y'all. I think the Nets are actually in big trouble. 
They fall 114 to 107 against Boston yesterday. And for me, like it's just a matter of they only have two players that they trust. And it becomes very easy, especially when you're like Boston, who has a lot of very gifted defenders, be it Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Tatum, Al Horford. Like they've got so many guys who are very good defensively. When you have that, you could defend shots that are being taken from the perimeter by Kevin Durant. You could, you know, you could contest the lane when Kyrie Irving is penetrating and trying to do all the crazy wizardry things that he's doing. <clears throat> and Brooklyn just didn't look sharp. They didn't look sharp. Kyrie only scored 10 points, 4 of 13, shooting 10 points. Durant had 27, yeah, but he was 4 of 17 from the field, six turnovers. So Brooklyn, I think, is in trouble. Uh, I think they're in trouble. I think Boston has a better team than they do. Yeah, Brooklyn may have the two best players. I don't know if they have the two best players. They got they got the best player in Durant. I think Tatum is probably more valuable than Kyrie. <clears throat> but Brooklyn has the star power. Boston has the depth. You know, Brooklyn has the sizzle. Boston has the stake. Outside of those top two guys, I take Brown, Smart, Horford, Tatum, <clears throat> even guys like Grant Williams. Over, I take anybody else from Brooklyn. So the Celtics get the big win. They're up two games to zero. It's going to be really tough for Brooklyn to beat these guys four out of five. Oh, and Ben Simmons is coming back for game four. I don't know what that does for Brooklyn, but it'll surely make things interesting. Whose spot in the rotation is he going to take? Is he going to take Bruce Brown's minutes? Bruce Brown scored 23 points last night for Brooklyn. It'll take Ben Simmons six months to score 23 points in a playoff game. So... Curious to see how the Nets are going to piece this thing together right now in an, in an 0-2 hole. They're going back home, and yeah, they can, in theory, win the next two games at home and keep this thing alive. Oh, but boy, this is getting interesting, and they've dug themselves a pretty nice hole here against a Boston team that's hungry, against a Boston team that seems like um, they're in a really good spot right now. They've kind of uh, embracing that role, being the underdog despite being the two-seed. And I think that Boston's in a pretty good situation right now. Let's talk about the other game, uh, or the nightcap, rather. The, the, the two TNT games first, then we'll get into the NBA TV game. Something's going on with the Bucs, um, y'all. Something's going on with the Bucs. Um, I thought going into the series with Chicago that Milwaukee was going to win the series like effortlessly. Like I've seen Chicago play against quality competition. Um and it ain't often pretty. Like the, Chicago has really struggled this year against the elite teams that they have played. Um, they didn't struggle last night. They go on the road. They got a one fourteen to one ten win against the Bucks. And Milwaukee is running into that same issue that they kind of have always had. Right? Is that in the playoffs, their offense becomes everybody get out of the way. Giannis is going to get the ball at half court, put his head down, drive into traffic, and go try to score one on five against length, against a clogged paint, and, you know, to hell with everybody else. Giannis is going to go and try to create and initiate everything. That's fine when it works, and, and then look, in the regular season, it works more often than not because people aren't willing to guard in the regular season. But in the postseason, that becomes that becomes very stagnant. That becomes very predictable. Remember yesterday when we talked about the Raptors' offense being predictable? 
That's kind of where the Bucks are right now offensively. They've become a little bit predictable. Giannis yesterday was great, 11 of 20. Got to the free throw line 18 times, 33 points, 18 rebounds, 9 assists. <clears throat> but they need to get some of their their guys going, their role play. Like Connaughton only had three points. Grayson Allen had three points. Their whole bench only had eight points. Uh, the Bucks got to figure this out. They should be performing better against the Bulls at home than what they are. <clears throat> and if it's a struggle at home, it's going to be a struggle on the road, especially now with the word that Chris Middleton is injured and he may be missing some time. So now we've got the two teams that were both in the finals last year in the NBA, Milwaukee and Phoenix, who are both 1-1 in their series, going on the road and going on the road without prolific wing scores. The Suns are going to be without Devin Booker. The Bucks look like they're going to be without Chris Middleton. So that makes this really, really interesting as we go forward in this series to see how the Bucks are going to figure out their offense without such a big piece to their team. And then maybe the game of the night last night was the overtime game where the 76ers go up three games to zero over Toronto getting a 104-101 win. Let's talk. We talked on yesterday's show about how Toronto's offense, you could tee off on them. They have, without Scotty Bournes in the lineup, they have no one who could create offense except Fred Van Vliet. So when he crosses half court, you're watching for the screen and roll. You're running to the corners. You're denying him the rim. They have no one else who could create a shot for anyone else. Last night, Van Vliet had nine assists. No one else for Toronto had more than five. No one else could create offense besides for Van Vliet. And as a result, even with the game going into overtime, so you play 53 minutes, Toronto still barely scored 100 points. They lose 104-101. to The 76ers are starting to get the timing down, right? Toronto's an interesting team to play in the regular season. And they're a difficult matchup in the regular season because they all hustle, they all play hard, they crash the glass. You know, they're they're unique in their own ways. But the thing about the playoffs is this. When you start to play the same team over and over and over again, you could pick up on some little trends and some little uh, some different little things and some little quirks, and you could figure out how to defend them better. How often did we used to see it with the Rockets back in the days? That oh, the Rockets are making 25 three pointers a game. They're scoring 130 points a game. Then they get to the playoffs and that slows down. Everybody used to say, oh, you know, James Harden's a choke artist. That's why this is happening. No, it's because when you play somebody six games in a row, you figure out what they do, and it's much easier to stop than when you got to play them once, once every two months. <clears throat> so that's kind of what Philly's doing right now is they've got Toronto's tendencies. They're suffocating their offense. Last night, Van Vliet was 3 of 13. Siakam was 6 of 16. As a team, they only shot 44% from the field. So Philly's got them suffocated on that end, and they're doing just enough on offense to get by. Embiid draws the headlines. He made the big game-winning three-pointer. He had 33 points, 13 rebounds. Um, I was impressed with the play of Maxi on the road. I didn't think he would be as effective as he was at home, and he wasn't. He wasn't as good, but he was still very good with 19 points, 8 of 18 shooting. Um, I thought Harden played really well yesterday. That was great to see from a 76 to, uh, 76er perspective. Harden had 19, 7 of 13 shooting. He was more efficient. 
He fouled out of the game, so his minutes were a little bit limited. But I thought he played pretty well. <clears throat> this is a Philly team. We keep saying it. If Maxi, Harris, and Green, which are the quote-unquote other starters, if they play well, this is going to be one heck of a team to beat four times in seven games. Because we know what Harden brings to the table. We know what Embiid brings to the table. If the lesser-known players are going to be sparking some offense, they're going to be creating some things, this is not going to be an easy out. And Philadelphia leads three games to zero in that series. Barring a monumental collapse, they're going to be moving on to the next round and likely playing Miami. So Philadelphia's got themselves in a really good spot. And, um, you know, they're in good position. They're in really good position right now to kind of make some things happen. <laughs> Tonight, we've got three more games. We've got game three between Memphis and Minnesota, game three between Dallas and Utah, and game three between Golden State and Denver. I want to see Memphis and Minnesota tonight, which I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to see it because I'm going to be at high school baseball, but we'll be putting that one on the DVR and paying attention to it. I want to see which Memphis team is going to show up because I truly believe Memphis is a championship contender. I think they've got a shot with their depth and with the pace that they play. I think they've got a shot, a realistic shot to win it all. But in game one of their series with Minnesota, they were awful. They didn't guard. They weren't efficient offensively. They got crushed. Game two, with their backs against the wall, they dominated. They won 124-96. to If Memphis plays with that type of defensive intensity the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs, they've got a real shot to win the whole thing. But if they kind of get lulled to sleep and they start playing these 140-130 to games without any defense... They could lose this series to Minnesota. So I want to see which Memphis team shows up tonight. Will they bring that same desperation and that same us-versus-the-world mentality into the game tonight on the road that they did in Game 2 at home? If they do, I'd be very impressed because Minnesota is going to be a rowdy environment. That's not going to be an easy place to play. Curious to see what type of energy Memphis brings today. Golden State and Denver. The Warriors, man. The Warriors have been cruising. They've got three-point shooters all over the floor. they got this pool guy making shots. Curry's come back. Thompson's rounding into form. Can they take the show on the road against Denver? Denver has been much better at home. Uh, they play more freely. You're dealing with altitude, all those different things. The first two games, neither were close. I'm curious to see if Denver has a little bit of fight left in them. Can Jokic take advantage of the, the Warriors on the inside? The Warriors are a little bit undersized. Will the role players, will Poole, you know, Poole's never been in a big playoff moment like this. Will he be able to be as effective on the road as he's been at home? He's been terrific at home. Those are just a couple of things to pay attention to. And then the last game, we called this the pillow fight series. You got Dallas and Utah. I don't think either team is a contender for anything. <laughs> Utah's at home. They're a seven-point favorite tonight, taking on Dallas. The big question mark is will Luka Doncic give it a go? He practiced yesterday. He's listed as questionable for the game today against the Jazz. The word on the street is that if he uh, if he plays, it would only be if team doctors gave the Mavericks clearance that he would be fully able to go, for one, and then also not at risk to further injure himself by giving it a go. So I think if Doncic plays, it swings the pendulum back towards Dallas. If he doesn't in Utah, it might be a long night for Dallas playing in a rowdy environment against the Jazz. But as we've said, man, <laughs> like neither of these teams do anything for me, man. I think that this is the matchup where 
the winner of this one's going to lose regardless of who they face. And I, I mean that sincerely. Like, I think if if the Pelicans upset the Suns, I think they could beat Dallas or Utah, both. I, I truly believe that. Um, so we'll be keeping an eye on Doncic. And then we'll be also keeping an eye, like, the, the, the Jazz should be better than what they are. You got Donovan Mitchell, you got Gobert, you've had the same core forever. They've just never taken a leap forward. You know, I don't know what it is about Donovan Mitchell. He's got great stats. The eye test to me tells me he's not a great player. Um, but the stats say that he is. Go and do something impressive today, man. In games one and games two, he's, he scored 32 and 34. So that that is impressive. But then you you know read between the lines. It's not efficient. He's scoring. You know, he's shooting 30 times to get those 30 points. Go do something special, man. Like you're facing a wounded duck in Dallas. You're at home. You're now 25. Like the whole thing used to be, oh, he's young. Donovan Mitchell got next. He's 25 now. Like it's time to make that leap. Go do something impressive. Go get 35 points on you know 12 of 17 shooting, like Booker's been doing. Like you know a lot of the other guys around the league have been doing. Make that next leap. So that's kind of been my challenge tonight. One of the things I'm hoping to see is Donovan Mitchell really rise up to the occasion and play very very well. So that's kind of our rundown of the NBA playoffs. The Pels are not in action today. The Pelicans are in action tomorrow, a Friday night home game against the Suns. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to have G. Cassard of Ascension Catholic on the line. His team is the number one team in the state in Division Four. They've got a realistic shot to win it all. We'll be right back after this talking some more high school baseball on KLEB. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six, going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000.
welcome back to play by play here on 102.7 casey Jiskler here we go to the phone lines one more time we have our old buddy g cassard over at ascension catholic on the line coach good afternoon my friend how are you hey casey how you doing today my man good man doing great uh you guys have a couple of regular season ball games here to round out the slate including one today against ascension christian coach talk about the way you guys have been playing coming in yeah, Case, you know, we, we, uh, we've kind of found our stride a little bit here uh, lately. Um, you know, for, for us, it's always been about uh, pitching and, and defense, and uh, the last couple weeks we've been a little more consistent. We've taken some strides to uh, kind of shore up, you know, that end of the deal because that's, you know, that's going to that's gonna make or break us without a doubt. And uh, we've been getting some quality starts. We've, uh, we've been better at, you know, strike one and, and uh, making more plays defensively. So, Tonight's a big game for us at Ascension, uh, Ascension Christian is coming to, uh, to Donaldsonville. Uh, it's the district championships on the line. Plus, it's senior night for, you know, three special young men uh, who, who are uh, outstanding, outstanding players and outstanding uh, just gentlemen. Uh, and we look forward to kind of celebrating their career tonight and uh, trying to play for a district championship. So tell me about that. A lot of our listeners maybe aren't familiar with your area. You guys are Ascension Catholic. They're Ascension Christian. Is that like a big rivalry matchup, or you know, just give us a rundown? Because they're awfully good too. They've got twenty-two wins on the year. Yeah, they've had a good year, Case. They're uh, they're kind of a newer school. You know, our, our big rival at Ascension Catholic is St. John. That's in Plaquemine. So uh, we've had we've had some good ball games with Ascension Christian. I don't know if that rivalry is up to what St. John is. But, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a good ball game tonight. They've been playing well. Like you said, I think they have 22 wins on the year. And, um, you know, they're, they're a baseball team that's, uh, you know, they're going to do a lot of little things right. They're going to throw strikes. They're going to be aggressive at the plate. Uh, they make routine plays. So, you know, tonight we need to, we need to come out and, and play, play one of our better baseball games. And I, and I think tonight, you know, with senior night and some of those uh, young men that are playing their last regular season, home game i think they'll be uh, up to the challenge tonight so it should be a good time exciting exciting crowd and a good ball game tonight we had coach chad menard on earlier in the show and i was kind of speculating like okay they lost two to south lafouche and i i was kind of making the point of that may help them because it kind of refocused them going into the playoffs and you could kind of get everything situated you guys played lafayette christian and had a tough one 10 to 3 does it sometimes, and I mean, I get it. You guys want to win every time you take the field. But does it sometimes, you know, in a in a mysterious way, kind of help you to fall on your sword a little bit before postseason because you could kind of recharge the batteries and get their attention again? Yeah, humble pie is always a good thing, Casey. It really is. And for us, we're on spring break right now. Uh, you know, Tuesday, Lafayette Christian's got a traditional winning, no matter which sport it's in. Baseball, you know, they've had their success. Uh, you know, here lately as well as football, we just you know it's one of those. I thought mentally we just wasn't in the ball game. You know, we kind of showed up and um, you know kind of kind of fell asleep at the wheel a little bit, where you know we we just wasn't mentally in the game, and we made uh, you know two or three mental errors mental errors at key times in the ball game that really put us you know behind the eight ball, and we couldn't get that momentum back, and you know LCA kind of ran with it, and, and we couldn't overcome it, so. A loss sometimes, Case, if you if you uh, you know rebound and you learn from your mistakes, can always be a positive. And for us, at certain points in the season, we've we've lost a game here. We even had a, a three-game stretch where we lost three games in a row. Um, it it helps you refocus, especially towards the end of the year, 
you know, to make them aware of how precious your season is because we're getting to the point where if you lose two games in a row, your season comes to an end pretty quick. And they need to start having that mindset of, I got to show up every day prepared. I got to give myself the, the best chance possible to, to win. Because baseball is a game where sometimes you play well and just by the luck of the game, you may not win. When you face a better, a better opponent that day or a better uh, you know, guy on the bump that you know, ultimately decides what the outcome of the game is. But you know, showing up every day mentally hooked up and kind of being on that edge where you know, now any loss you know, could end your season. So uh, the other night, kind of, I think it kind of rattled our cages a little bit and, and it, it allowed us to kind of refocus on the importance of just taking it one game at a time and, and showing up and playing pitch-to-pitch, inning-to-inning, and doing everything you can to make sure that you know you put yourself in a in a in a position to win, and uh, you know that's all you can ask for as a coach. You know, one thing that I think is so unique, and and I don't know you know why it is this way. Maybe it's just the way that it shakes out. But you know, you guys finished the regular season on such a mad dash, and you know you're playing these district games, and then you're sandwiching non-district games in between to try to get power points. Then with the select schools. You just stop, and you don't play for like a week or a week and a half, and then you start the postseason. And I've had coaches tell me all the time, like, look, that's a challenge. That 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 week off, it, it, it's hard because you want to stay sharp, but you don't want to overexert the kids. And, you know, it's hard to just kind of go from zero to 50. How are you guys going to approach the, you know, the next week knowing that you're getting ready for the postseason, but you don't have any games to kind of stay sharp? Yeah, it, it's, you know, I guess it's the way you look at it. I, I can see both ways. I mean, there's there's a you know you're used to that rhythm i mean baseball and baseball players are used to that everyday schedule uh just like i talked about not being in school it's kind of affected us but not you know not playing on your normal tuesdays or thursdays and then your weekend so you're making a little bit of a change and guys are waiting around i mean baseball is such a game where you need to play it as many times as you can just so you can keep rhythm and timing and uh your sharpness for us, I think it, it almost gives us a little time because I still feel like there's some things that, you know, you're never prepared for, that you think you need to rep and practice, you need to go over, you need to make sure uh, you're covering some, some, some basics of the game that maybe haven't popped up as much as you would like, but you know in playoff baseball, any situation can happen. So I think for us next week, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on situations, on you know whether it's timing plays with pitchers and picks, bunt defenses, just cleaning things up that, uh, we need to take care of. So for us, I think it, it'll it'll be time well spent, and it will give us an opportunity maybe to catch up on some of the things that we haven't. Because the high school baseball season, Casey, is so compressed. I mean, you're trying to play 34 games in about 18 weeks, and then you know, like us, we 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 had a weekend where Easter weekend our diocese you know doesn't allow us to play on the weekend. So now you're taking one of those weekends away. Um, it's it's a it's a rush to the end. And then sometimes it seems like, boy, everything pops up really quick, and sometimes you, you feel like you need to go back and there's some things that you need to cover that maybe you didn't do as well as what you had hoped for so that when those situations do arise, that at least you're prepared. It's the old teacher preparing the class for the test on test day, and, and that's what practice is for us. Do you like the current formula in terms of the way that you know the math and everything is done? That I've, I've had this debate with coaches throughout the week, and, you know, there seems to be a consensus is that some coaches are uncomfortable with the idea that, you know, you could move up for playing a team that has a lot, a lot of wins and, you know, getting a run ruled and, you know, you could lose 15 to nothing to a 25-win team and in some cases move up. 
Whereas, you know, you may lose three to two in a very competitive game against a 17-win team and not get rewarded for it as much. Like, I don't I, I guess what I'm getting at, and I've said this throughout the week, is I understand the complaints, but I just don't know how to fix it. So I'm going to ask you, do you like the current formula that we have in place? Look, right now we're number one, so I'm I'm not a math guy. My, my wife, don't, she doesn't let me make a whole lot of decisions when it comes to numbers besides just ERA and batting average and things like that. I, I'm like you. I don't, is there a better system out there? Maybe. At the current time, I, I like the you know, way it's set up. I mean, we try to play the best of the best year-round. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can see there's, there's some complaints along the way. I just don't, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what's the next best thing. I think it's a fair system right now. You, know, you get rewarded for playing good teams. You get rewarded for playing up. Um, so the system for us right now, I don't have any complaints. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're just trying to finish off the weekend and get us uh, set up for, you know, the best possible scenario for the playoffs. You know what, looking at it, it looks like you guys are, are, are you know, barring something crazy happening, got a great shot to be number one going into the postseason. And, you know, I know that the, the old coach's cliche is, oh, you know, we're, we're not worried about that, you know, next game and, you know, one day at a time, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, man, like, look, just between us, it is an honor to be the number one team in the state, man. Like, that's a legitimate feather in you guys' cap that not very many programs could ever say that they have had. Yeah, it is. No, look, and, and you know, information is out there so much. Case I mean, everybody knows. Our kids know where we stand. They, you know, with summer ball and everything that goes on, if some of that showcase stuff, kids know kids on other teams, so they're texting one another. It's it's not a secret. I think it's just how you handle it. And, and I try to preach to our guys all the time. It's an honor. It's a, it's a privilege. Uh, but along with having that task of being number one, realize that everybody's going to give you their best shot every day that you play. So, you know, your responsibility is to show up and play the game the best that you can and be prepared and be focused and do all the things that you, you have to do, the one, to, to honor the game and not make the baseball guys mad at us, but also put ourselves – in that position because it is so important. I mean, that's why you play the schedule that you play. That's why you try to win the games that you do so that when it gets into the playoff, um, you know, the playoff series in the, in the, the last couple of weeks that if you can play at home, there's no doubt there's an advantage, Casey. And, and, you know, that's why we're doing this thing. We're trying to win a state championship. So we want every advantage possible. If we can be at home, you know, for the quarterfinals, uh, the regional round, and then also this year, the select schools, we're not going to Sulphur. We're playing a, the, the state championship at Southeastern this year. I think it's the 14th of, of May is, is the day that our division plays for the state championship. So it also means if you're a higher seed and if you're one or you're two, I mean, you get a chance to host a semifinal game at your place. I mean, that's, that's everything that you can do as a coach to try to put your team in the best situation to win. And for us, it's important that we know where we stand and also that we go out and we play well so we can set ourselves up uh, to have the best chance possible to, to, to win in the title. Very good. Look, man, Coach Chandler Guitros here down the by says all the time, he says, hey, man, I have such great respect for Coach G. You know, he helped me a lot when I was a younger coach and whatever it may be. Um, so I know you've been seeing, you know, the, the scores and the results, and they win their first ever outright district championship. I don't know what you told them in the handshake line after you guys beat them 10-3, to but they haven't lost since. So whatever you told them worked, Coach. <laughs> He's been he's he's Chandler's always been one of my favorites and, and you know obviously when I was at Vanderbilt we'd play a lot and him you know going from 
the transition of assistant to a head coach. I just have so much respect for him. He, you know, he does things the right way. He treats the kids the right way. He wants to, to make sure that they play the game the way, right way with respect. And we always had conversations before and after games during the summer. And he was always a guy that, that wanted to know, you know, things, little, little baseball things, and always respected about him, you know, him as a man and as a coach. And after our game, you know, he had a little concern. He was worried a little bit about some of his arms. He felt like, you know, maybe we, we were kind of hitting that wall. And I told him, I said, Chandler, man, you guys are set up to, to do great things. I said, you know, this, this club that you have coming back, everything that you guys are going through with the hurricane, I said, man, those arms are going to be fine. I said, everybody goes through that during the year. I said, just keep, keep those guys, you know, headed in the right direction. Stay positive with them, man. And, and sure enough, you know, things will come around. And, and they've been rocking and rolling ever since. And, I mean, they have, they have the makers, Casey, of everything that you need to be a champion. I mean, they have great team chemistry. They have experience. They have plenty enough arms. They swing the bat. It's all about getting hot at the right time. And, and I'm proud of him. I've sent him some texts along the way. Uh, telling him that I'm keeping up and congratulating him on the district championship. I'm I'm really proud of him and I'm I'm uh, really proud of that program down there. That's a that's a great place to play right now. It's a good time to be a Tarpon. Awesome. Thanks so much for that, Coach. Look, before we let you go, you got two more regular season games and you're diving into the postseason. What are some things you're hoping to see between now and Saturday when you wrap up your season to let you know that you're ready? Yeah, we just got to continue. You know, for us is to you know con- continue to throw. You know, quality. We got all our arms. You know, whether it's one through eight, whoever we run out there has got to continue to pitch and pound the strike zone and, and play defense. Because you know, offense is going to be going to be up or down. That's going to depend a lot on on who's on the bump. But for us, if we can pitch and play defense, stay away from the walks and uh, mentally show up. You know, the Bulldogs have got a good chance. So I like the way we're going. We still haven't played our best game yet. Hopefully that's coming here soon. Uh, but we're pointing in the right direction. We just need to, to stay healthy and get a little lucky. And uh, I like what we're doing. Sounds like a winner. Uh, thanks so much for the time, buddy. All right, Case. Thanks so much, man. You have a, you have a good one. You too. That is Coach G. Kassar with Ascension Catholic. They're going to be ready to go, man. They're really good. We saw them down the bay a couple weeks ago. They beat the Tarpons 10-3. to They've been rolling since then. They've got Ascension Christian tonight. They've got Assumption after that. Coach G's a great dude. He deserves, he and his team, his family, all that crew out there, they deserve all of the success that comes their way, and we wish them the absolute best of luck the rest of the way. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play, but before we do so, let's thank our sponsors, Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs, because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. The fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. That's July 7th, 8th, and 9th. And Golden Motors where Price is Priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations, which is a great segue. Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System. Tonight at 6 o'clock, the Tarpons will be taking on Assumption in a big showdown rematch between the Tarpons and the Mustangs. This is going to be hard to top Tuesday's game. But the teams are sure going to try tonight in Galliano. Let's catch a break when we get back. 
We'll be going through some of the headlines. Then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking uh, our betting picks, trying to stay hot. You're listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Made in America. What does that mean? At Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings, it means a family coming together to get a job done the best way we know how. It means a marriage between state-of-the-art and good old-fashioned know-how. It means caring about the product and the people who use it. It means pride in a job well done. Mueller, made in America, made to last. JR and Kim built the barn home of their dreams thanks to Mueller. I was inspired by all of the options we saw on the Mueller website. I really wanted to bring in some of our surroundings, including metal and wood together, kind of marrying our acreage or our lot, incorporating like an industrial modern look. Working with Mueller was awesome. What I loved about the Mueller rep was that he gave us options. If I had a question, he would answer it. We found the best with Mueller. Visit our website today at MuellerInc.com. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Oh, man, this bumper song gets me fired up here on Play by Play. We want to thank everybody for sponsoring. We want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to kind of do a little bit of a variety segment here where we talk about a bunch of different things, and then we'll get to the bottom of the show. We'll get you your betting picks. Um, the, <laughs> the big thing that I'm seeing all over social media is, oh, God, how could I say this politely on the air? Um. A passenger on an airplane this morning apparently got knocked out by Mike Tyson. And then a video surfaced of the passenger on the plane standing over Mike Tyson while he was trying to sleep and mocking him and rubbing his head. Um, here's the thing. A, I mean, I, it, this does not give Mike Tyson the 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 fair and free reign to knock the dude out. I, I understand that. And there's video, and Tyson's beating the hell out of the guy. If you want to see that, just go on Twitter and look at it. But what type of a moron do you have to be to see Mike Tyson in public and say, yeah, let me go and pick a fight with that guy, Right? Like, if I were making a list of the 20 people in the world that I wouldn't want to pick a fight with, Mike Tyson would be near the top. So this dude in the airport, yeah, he's bloodied up and he's, you know, he got beat up real bad. Uh, You had it coming, dude. Like, Mike's trying to sleep. He's trying to rest. He's minding his own business. You go and pick a fight with Mike Tyson. Of course he's going to knock the hell out of you. That's what he does. That's why he's Mike Tyson. 
Just my thoughts on that situation there as I see a lot of my Twitter and my social media are blowing up about that. Big news yesterday. Or not big news yesterday. Big news today. Breaking news actually just came out. <laughs> NBA beat writers are reporting that Devin Booker is going to be out two to three weeks with a hamstring strain. So you do the math. Devin Booker's not coming back this series for Phoenix. He's going to be out the rest of this series. I was the guy before the series started that said, New Orleans doesn't have a snowball's chance, and you know what, to win this thing. Without Booker, it's time to go get it. It's time to go get it. You're in a good spot. It's one-to-one. You've got three of the next five games at home. It's time to go get it. Without Devin Booker, you got Ingram and McCollum on your side, Herb Jones playing the defense. You've maybe got the two best scorers in the series, and you've maybe got the best defender in the series. These rosters are now fairly equal. It's time to go get it. If you're New Orleans and you want to make that leap and you want to get people really, really excited and not just be the old Pelicans of the past that get everybody excited and then kind of you know, fall short, go and knock off the Suns and, and, and rattle the NBA. You've got it all out in front of you. Go and make it happen. Game three is tomorrow. It's a huge game. The The building's going to be sold out. Make it happen. Let's see if I can find a line on that game. Like I feel like Phoenix will be favored by what? Two? Three? Let's see what. Yeah, Phoenix is favored by one and a half. So, yeah, I knew they would be a small favorite. <clears throat> so, yeah, that just goes to show Vegas thinks it's a 50-50 game. New Orleans needs to make it happen. You went up to Phoenix and played them close even when Booker was in the lineup. And then when he wasn't in the lineup, you separated from them and beat them by 11. Beat them both times in New Orleans and make them have to beat you three times in a row. Look, they're good enough. They might be able to do it. If you go up 3-1 on them, they might be able to beat you three times in a row with two of the three being at home. Make them have to sweat. Make them have to sweat. You're in a great spot. They Everybody says this, and and, you know, I don't think people realize just how true it is. To win a championship at something, to win, you know, a series, to win whatever it may be at a high stakes professional environment, you need to be good, yes. You need to have talent, yes. You need to have coaching and chemistry and all that good stuff. You also need to be lucky too. Let's be real. You need to be lucky. The Lakers. The Lakers got lucky two years ago. The Lakers were on the verge of collapsing before the NBA stopped for several months, gave them some rest, and allowed them to recover. They got into the bubble. They went it all. Last year, the Milwaukee Bucks got lucky that Kyrie Irving and James Harden were both hurt. If not for that, the Nets beat them in the second round of the playoffs. The Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl, right? You got the Rams. They got lucky that the officials you know, started throwing flags late in the game. They got lucky that Joe Burrow was under duress at the end of the game and didn't see Jamar Chase flanking wide open down the field for what would have been a touchdown. So you need all the talent and the skill. You need the luck. The Pelicans just got the luck part of this out of the way. Now it's time to make it happen and go and, and finish this thing out. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. But winning in the playoffs isn't supposed to be easy. And the great teams and the teams that people really truly rally around and get excited about do things that are not easy all of the time and make them look easy. So it'd be big for New Orleans, huge for New Orleans, if they could 
go ahead and make that happen. The big news from college basketball yesterday, Jay Wright, the longtime Villanova coach, has announced that he's retiring. Man, we've lost some talent in college basketball in recent years, haven't we? We lost Roy Williams. We lost Coach K. Now Jay Wright, like a whole generation of coaches, is on the way out. Tom Izzo, you figure he wouldn't have a whole lot of time left. Bayheim, uh, man, like this whole generation of guys that we grew up with are on the way out. And you know what is the most probably sad thing about this is a lot of these guys are not leaving because they don't like coaching anymore. A lot of these guys are leaving because they don't like the place that the sport is in anymore. Roy Williams was open about this whenever he announced his decision to retire. Roy Williams said, hey, I'll, I'll coach the 40 minutes of the game any day. I don't like the fact that I have to constantly re-recruit my locker room because these guys could leave. and you know, I don't like the fact that with NIL, you know, these players are not as attached to the program because they've got their own individual self-interest anymore. The sport is drastically and rapidly changing and a lot of these lifers who have done it a certain way for the last 40 years don't want to learn another way to do it. And you can't blame them, right? I mean, the old saying and the old adage is an old dog doesn't learn new tricks. If you've had such success for three decades doing it a certain way, and then now you have to do it a whole completely different way, and you're financially secure, and you've made tens and you know, 20, 100 million dollars like a lot of these coaches have made, why even bother? Just go and be stress-free and just go and start another chapter of your life. So Jay Wright is on the way out at Villanova. He's still a fairly young man. He may end up coming back someday. He may end up going to another program, but for the time being, he's out at Villanova. And I thought that was very interesting to see. Um, let's see what we got here. We're, we've got some crazy stuff going on in tennis right now, y'all. And I want to talk about this. <clears throat> I'm not a Novak Djokovic fan. I'm not. I never have been. I think he's a jerk. The you know the way he acts during matches, uh, the way he's talked in, in the media about you know his COVID vaccination stance and everything of the sort. But at the end of the day, I think he's right on this. Novak Djokovic said that he uh, came out very strongly against the folks at Wimbledon, who have banned all Russian and Belarusian players from playing in this year's tournament because of the ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Djokovic said that the decision is crazy. He says that he does not condemn war and he'll never support war because he's a child of war and he feels that he should be able to play. Novak, I'm not a fan of yours. You're 100% right on this. The decision that Wimbledon is making to ban Russian players from competing is absolutely, positively preposterous. Imagine if folks in the United States would be exiled or blackballed from professional opportunities based on the pure, uh, based on the poor decisions of our lawmakers. Imagine if. President Joe Biden did something, and I'm not going to talk politics here, but I'm just using him as an example busy as the president. Imagine if he did something that didn't work and it angered people around the world internationally. 
and Americans wouldn't be able to compete on sports teams or whatever it may be because of that decision. Novak Djokovic has nothing to do with President Putin's decision to invade Ukraine. He has publicly said several times he doesn't support what's happening there. For him to be missing out on opportunities to compete, for opportunities for him to foster his legacy, opportunities for him to provide or generate revenue and money to feed his family because of what his country of nationality is doing that he has no control over, that he has no input into, is asinine. That is ridiculous. And Wimbledon should strongly consider reconsidering that policy because that is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that they're going to just, oh, if if you're Russian, you can't play because we don't like that you guys are at war. He's not on the front lines fighting. He's not shooting anybody. He's not launching bombs or flying fighter planes. He's been playing tennis this whole time, saying that he doesn't support what's going on. He said, and I quote, I cannot support the decision of Wimbledon. I think it's crazy. When politics interfere with sport, the result is not good. Novak, as I said a minute ago, I'm not a fan, but you're 100% right on this. He should be allowed to play, and the reasons why he's not being allowed to play are absolutely, positively ridiculous, and Wimbledon should be ashamed of themselves for exiling players of certain nationalities because they don't like the politics of that country. That is not in the spirit of democracy. That's not in the spirit of anything that we're trying to get accomplished in the world. We're trying to bring people back together, not split them farther apart. And when we're going to say, all right, well, we're going to take the Russian people and put them over there. We're going to take everybody else and put them over here. That's not togetherness. That's divisiveness. And that is absolutely ridiculous. Just got fired up and didn't mean to. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. Let's get to the next break and to the bottom of the show. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks. We'll try to stay hot. We've had a pretty good week. You're listening to 102.7. We'll be right back after this. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through. No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798 7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Friend Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. 
And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Come on! We've had a wonderful Thursday show today. We want to thank uh, Coach Menard over at Vanderbilt. We want to thank Coach Cassard over at Ascension Catholic. We want to thank you all for listening. We'll be at South Lafouche High School tonight. You can join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute tonight at 6 o'clock. The Tarpons are going to try to finish district play undefeated Try to go a perfect 10-0 as they'll have to beat a very good Assumption team a second time to make that happen. Tuesday's game was a thriller. Tonight, the team's got a lot to live up to if they want to match that one. Uh, But we'll see if the Tarpons and the Mustangs can make it happen. Bottom of the show, we'll get to your betting picks here. Um, Let's go ahead, and the first one we're going to give you is... uh, Let's go Dallas today, covering the 7 against Utah. Um. This is a little bit risky. Risky. I'm not going to lie to you. This is a little bit risky. Um, I'm going to be wagering on the fact that Luka Doncic is going to return to the lineup today. <clears throat> if he does, I think Dallas could win the game outright. It, and and you know if he does play, you better lay this money very you know fast because if not, the line's going to change and it'll probably be Dallas. Favorite to lose by just two or three. The line's going to shift drastically if Doncic is cleared to go. But even if he doesn't play, like I think Dallas has got a lot going for them that could just make these games close and competitive. For one, Dallas plays the slowest pace in the entire NBA. They walk the ball up the floor. They're very methodical. They just kind of plod along. They're not a team that plays with a whole lot of rhythm. They don't get out and transition a whole lot. They just kind of reset, play half-court offense, play half-court defense. And because of that, there's not a lot of points scored. And when there are not a lot of points scored, then naturally you can't be trailing by a whole lot because neither team is scoring. So seven point, a seven-point deficit or a seven-point hole for Dallas is a lot because they don't play as many possessions. So whether Doncic plays or not, I think that this is a good number. But if he does play... You know, it's it becomes a, an all-world good number because I think Doncic is going to put this game actually in the favor of the Mavericks. So on the road, give me Dallas covering seven as an underdog against Utah. Game number two that we're going to pick today. Let me see. As we go on the old FanDuel machine, I could tell you, huh, which one do I want to give them? Let's do. Uh, let's do this one. I like over two twenty-five and a half. For Golden State and Denver. Both of the two games in this series so far have gone well over that number. Game one was 123 to 107. That's 230. That's way over. Game two is 126 to 106. That's 232. That's way over. So what I think is going to happen in game three is this. I think the Nuggets role players are going to play better. Some of the, the, the lesser knowns for Denver, some of the guys that, you know, maybe struggled a little bit in Oakland. They're going to go and, and, and play better. And I think that Golden State's offense isn't going to slow down either. So guys like Bones Highland, Aaron Garden, Jeff Green, Will Barton, I think they're going to get some more of their offense tonight for Denver. 
And on the flip side, Golden State has so much championship experience. Usually the instinct is going to say, well, well, the Warriors aren't going to play well on the road. You know, they're not going to shoot the ball as well on the road. I don't think that that's going to bother Golden State a whole lot. They've got so much championship experience. I think home, away, you're going to kind of get the same effort from them. <clears throat> so I think the Warriors will score as effectively. I think the Nuggets will be far more effective. And I think as a result, we're going to see a game that's going to go over the 223 and maybe even over the 223 by quite a bit, to be honest with you. One more to go, and then we'll wrap up today. You better lay this one quick. I'm going to give you Kansas City today. Uh, the game actually starts at 110, so if you're listening live, you're going to have to put this in right away. You know what? I'm not going to do that to you guys. Yes, I do like the Royals to win covering the, the plus 104 money line. I'm not going to give you that as an official pick because like, you would have to be placing that wager like right now. I don't think that's fair. So let me give you this one. I'm going to go Pablo Lopez under five and a half strikeouts today for the Miami Marlins against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, that's a game that's at five something, five thirty or whatever. So you got time to lay that one down. The Cardinals are one of the best teams in baseball at not striking out. They've got one of the best contact rates in all of the sport. So I think that that's going to be good for them uh, as they're going to be able to put the ball in play against Lopez. They also have a very strong foul ball rate in that when they get two strikes, they're going to make contact. They're going to foul pitches away. And then what's that, what's that going to do? Of course, that's going to run up his pitch count. That's going to make him work harder. And I think as a result, he's going to go under the 5.5. <clears throat> In his last start, Lopez threw five and a third and only struck out two against Philadelphia. So I think that this can be a situation where the Cardinals are going to put it in play and they're going to get him under the strikeout total. Very quickly want to read a headline or two, and then we'll get out of here. The LSU women's basketball team announced today that they have hired Bob Starkey to be an assistant coach to Kim Mulkey. I know Bob Starkey. I worked with Bob Starkey whenever he was an assistant coach at LSU the first time. Great man. Really, really good coach. Kim Mulkey got a, a, a dude there. Uh, you know, X's and O's wise, defensive uh, schematics. Coach Starkey is phenomenal. One of, if not the best in the business. So kind of the ridge get richer, as they say. That's a great opportunity there for um, for Coach Starkey to to come back home and, and to really help the women's basketball program at LSU. Then we said a minute ago, Devin Booker's going to be out two to three weeks with a hamstring. Uh, so he's going to miss the rest of the series with New Orleans and maybe even some time beyond. And then it looks like Scotty Bournes for Toronto is now up to questionable. He may play in the next game of that series later this week. The Raptors are down 3-0. They desperately need anything they could get. But it looks like they may get their young rookie back in the lineup before the series ends. So thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we want to thank everybody at home for allowing our show to continue to grow. Hope to see you out at the park tonight, man. Look, <laughs> we love our radio work dearly. Um, bring your dog on Walkman to the park and listen to the game on the radio while watching it, but be there. Those boys deserve the support. Those boys deserve to have your presence there, deserve to have you making noise. I talked earlier in the show about how cool it was to see the video of the final out of the district championship uh, you know, play where they hit the ground ball to Martin and he flips it to Jeremy at second base. One of the cool things about that video is, yes, the radio call is really neat, pretty cool to see. But another cool thing about it was just seeing the audience and all the people in the stands go crazy. And that isn't possible without the support of the Tarpon Nation. So please go out and support those boys. 
They desperately need it. We're going to wrap up right here. We're going to be back tomorrow. We've got Chan Legitros tomorrow. We've got Damien St. Pierre tomorrow. And we've got one heck of a show planned. This is Casey Jiskler signing off. You've been listening to Play by Play. Excuse me. May God bless you and your families. Have a great rest of the day.